All right, welcome back to episode four of your favorite The Tick recap podcast, Retick. <laughs> We're recapping The Tick, starring Patrick Warburton and Nestor Carbonal from the early 2000s. Six half hour episodes over and over and over and over again, right here on Retick, which <laughs> you already know is a lie that I made up. And I am now going to remind you that we don't need no intro music. If you're listening to this song, you're about to get clued into the fact that you're listening to what you've been up to. What you've been up to! Yeah! The theme song never stays the same. That's my guest, my special guest, my homie, my bud, my, I would say quite occasionally uh, co-star... Yeah. The one and only Tara Erickson, ladies hey, and gentlemen. Hey, Oh my gosh. What you been up to? What, what you, you been, been up to? to? Oh, that should stay. I like it. If I had so any editing skills at all, I will put your flourish on the end of the Ooh, on top. You got to layer it. Maybe it was harmony. Maybe it was sweet, sweet harmony. Sweet harmony. Oh, so good. We're chilling here. It's almost Halloween. Yes. This is episode four of What You've Been Up To. We're about to play the game. I'll explain the rules of the game to Tara in a minute. First and foremost, if you're listening to this and you somehow don't yet follow Tara Erickson on the social medias, you can follow her on Twitter at... At the Tara Erickson. On Instagram, at Tara Erickson. There's just no the in front. Uh, YouTube.com backslash Tara Erickson. And I'm also on Facebook. You can also just Google T-A-R-A and then Erickson. E-R-I-C-K-S-O-N. I got a website too. And watch out for the hashtag. Hashtag this idiot. And join. Please join. I need to turn that off. That was my annoying computer. Oh. Uh, please join my hashtag idiot army. Hashtag this idiot. Hashtag idiot army. Hashtag pretty chime on the computer there. Mine doesn't do that kind of a chime. Pretty chime. Silented. <clears throat> Silenting. Chiming. Silencing chiming. Nobody needs it. Nobody Who needs need... chiming. Nobody. Uh, if you're a church or a nun, you need it. They to come to in know handy. when to come out from the garden if you're, and praise the Lord. If you're a grandfather clock, you need chimes to let people all throughout the house know that it's either a new hour or the half hour has arrived. God, it's chiming that often. Wind chimes. God bless them. Did you see the new Halloween? Yes, I did, and I loved it. It was a little unclear, but I think at some point in that movie, somebody gets strangled by wind chimes, and I thought that was a nice touch. <laughs> Um, I, that's the only spoiler I'll give for the new Halloween. I liked it a lot too, though. It's so good. He's not gonna die. He didn't die. Wait, maybe he did. I don't know. Is that a spoiler? Could be. That's a spoiler. not a spoiler. Well, I think not really. They'll, but you don't know. Yeah. I mean, we don't know. Is basically what I'm saying. Yeah. But I have hope that maybe he. Yeah, I mean, every horror movie ends with like, oh, the bad guy has indeed been defeated. Exactly. And in most of them, he certainly seems dead, but we don't know. Exactly, we don't know. Anyway, it was a great movie. It made me want to get those gates in the house just to clear the room. Oh, gosh. So every time I enter from one room to another room, I'd like a gate to come down behind (laughs) me. How cool would that be? Those things looked 
Like, what's heavier than heavy duty? That's how heavy duty those. That's how heavy are. duty those were. Is it super duty? It's like, super duty, heavy like duty, truck? stainless steel, coated in ceramic and some malleable material. Yeah. That makes it gate. No, not unbreakable gate. Unbreakable gate. A Myers proof gate. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, the new Halloween. I mean, you probably already checked it out, but if you haven't checked it out, check it out. Check, check it, out. it out. I then went and saw John Carpenter's The Fog from 1980 at a what was supposed to be a midnight screening, but then it turned into a 9:40 p.m. screening. Ooh, how did you make it there on time, Molten? Well, fortunately, when I woke up that day, the first thing I did was check and make sure The Fog still had tickets available. Oh. And then I saw, whoa, wait a minute, 9:40, not midnight. And then Done. spent the rest of my day lining things up. Did you ever see The Fog? No. Adrian Barbeau, Jamie Lee Curtis. It's pretty much the horror movie that Carpenter did between Halloween 1 and The Thing. I love The Thing. The Thing is awesome. So good. It's pretty darn I awesome. wanted there to be The Thing costumes made with the head coming out. Oh, God. That disgusting terrifying and why aren't those around that would be a really expensive costume sure would uh the thing costume right and i mean it, they do it not can, sell that anywhere but they can look like anything uh well no not not once it turns into a head and crawls on its spider legs whoa that'd be a real dope costume that would be insane right i just i gotta admit i saw the thing for the first time maybe eight months ago lost my mind and said why are there no costumes for this now for the head with the spider legs, would you want a gigantic head that four friends could share so each of them gets to participate Ooh, in the spider fine. leg? No, because they're, you know, then then you, somebody's got to go to the bathroom and you want to party. Ugh. Somebody wants to party and then you're like, I got to pee. And then it's a disaster. The head gets split in four ways. You lose legs and then everyone's like, who are you? And you're like, ah, it's part of a thing thing. Yeah, I'm two of the legs from the thing. Yeah. No, it's got to be... One costume. Maybe Wilford Brimley on top? Yeah. With the dog's face coming out of yes, its chest? Yes, that's what I'm talking about, Molten. But they don't all crawl away on the spider legs, right? There's no. that one that turns around. Oh, terrifying. They, they do whatever they want. They do whatever they want. It's the thing. It's the thing. It'll, it'll become whatever it needs to become to get the hell off of Antarctica. Exactly. You see what a great costume this is? I should be getting paid for these ideas. Did you see in the news, apparently, there was a stabbing on Antarctica recently. Really? A Over man, what? A man who was down there, I'm assuming for a research <laughs> mission, much like McCready and Conniff and the rest of the guys in the thing. Right. And apparently, according to the headline, because I don't read full articles, I don't have that kind of time on my hands. According to the headline, a man stabbed another man on Antarctica because the other man kept spoiling the endings for all the books that the stabber brought to read while on Antarctica. Oh my goodness. That's a, that's like on purpose. All I know from the headline is the guy just kept spoiling it, so this dude stabbed him. Now I'm I'm willing to bet that stabbed this was stabbed him to death or he's still alive. That I don't know. Nor do I know what he was stabbed with. But I mean, honestly, how many times do you need to be told, stop, stop spoiling, spoiling the stuff, endings right? before you're asking for the stabbing? Well, I hope you learned his lesson. One quick stab, maybe he won't be spoiling anymore, which really, let's just say, the, the stabber was doing what was right for humanity. <laughs> I don't 
don't know about what was right for humanity. Uh, he, uh, you know, I get it. They're down there. They're isolated. They're away from everything. They got nothing else, Malton. They got books. They got stories in books. They got stories this in guy, books. This guy, he's ruining lives over there, the spoiler. Maybe you're right. It's what he's doing. I just hope that if he is dead, that they fed his body to nature. <laughs> that was... Maybe that might have been insensitive. Nah, he was only he's alive. If he was just stabbed, like not like crazy, he's alive and he's probably still spoiling stuff. But maybe, maybe not right. as bad. He learned he had to have learned his lesson I somewhat. Hope so. I think if I was doing anything bad, somebody stabbed me for it, I'd go, ah, all right. I well, should rethink some things. Yeah, maybe I won't do that anymore. Yeah. Maybe maybe I need to look within. Not into my stab wound, but just within. Just you, look you know. within. Do some journaling. Yeah. Yeah. What, what did I do to get stabbed by that guy? Really Answer. check in. Spoiled book endings. <laughs> really check in with yourself. Dad. Yeah. Do a little sweet, sweet check in. I mean, frankly, we should all do it every day. It's not always easy to remember to do every day, but yeah. do that I mean, self check in. What is that even entail the look within you know it's like what does it really mean it could mean so many things just you know maybe ask yourself like am i being am i bugged right now is something irking me am i getting enough physical exercise have i eaten properly today am i hangry right now Mm. did i remember to put gas in the tank last night uh, did I remember to turn the stove off? Sorry to name two gas-related things one <laughs> right, after the back other. back to back. But, you know, God, looking... Walt, you couldn't spread them out a bit, the gas parts? I couldn't spread out the gas parts. I was looking within at the time, and a very real concern for me is, did I leave the stove on? Yeah. What can you do? You need to get better at those looking within thoughts, spreading them out. If one is gas-related, you split them up. Split them up. So, like, did I fill up the car with gas... Did I Did curse I... anyone's name that I didn't mean to? Good. Did I leave the gas on on the stove? Is that far enough of a split up? I don't up? know. You named a lot of things. You, you went like ten things in a row, and then you went gas, stove, gas, car. What I'm hoping for is more variety. Mm. You turn the gas stove on. Did I cry? Did it go to sleep? Did I exercise? Did I eat? And then you go, did I put enough gas? Is the gas stove on? Another gas thing. Another gas thing. Really space out the gas. You gotta space it out. And I feel like... Variety. Yeah. I feel like spacing out the gas is a lesson that applies to a lot of different factors in (laughs) life. Should we play the game that is also the name of this show? Yeah. By the way, what's this show called? What you been up to? Ah, thank you for reminding me. Now, as you, dear listeners, know, What You've Been Up To is a show that's also a game. I feel weird calling it a game show because that might lead you to believe that anybody ever actually wins this thing. (laughs) But indeed, it is a game. I have laid out $5 in front of my very special guest, Tara Erickson. I have laid out $5 in front of myself in single-dollar bills. Essentially, we each have five points that we're working with. Tara, as we shoot the breeze and try to make this conversation last for a good length of a show, you can ask me and I can ask you what you've been up to. And if one of us hears that question asked of them and says like, oh, nothing, uh, guess what? The other person takes a dollar. If you say something like, oh, you know, not much, uh, guess what? The asker 
takes a dollar from he or she who was questioned. It's a simple game. Money changes hands. There's a final rule that I'll talk about at the very end of the episode. But here we are right now. Tara Erickson at the Tara Erickson at Tara Erickson. Hashtag this idiot. You can probably guess what's coming next. What you been up to? Been editing my videos and auditioning. Yeah, Yeah. doing that stuff. I Uh, love it. Are you allowed to talk about any of the auditions, even in non-specific terms? Gosh, I feel like the last two. Well, I'll just say, yeah, the the one that I went to today was for a drink, a popular drink. A popular drink. (laughs) Yeah, it was actually a a lot of fun. We got to. Kind of, God, I mean, how do I explain? I can't even say this box. And they're like, that's the right, spot. Right, right. Yeah, don't do that. Um, uh, it was fun. We got to play fruit. End of story. Play it, fruit? Yeah, but not like physically. You just stand there and you play, you're you playing a fruit, but like as yourself. Oh. Um, But they had written actually funny dialogue. That's good. So there wasn't a whole lot of, which most of my auditions are, say the dialogue and then improvise and then they'll laugh and hopefully you've made it better. This one, you, it's still improvised, but uh, it was funny already right off the bat, which I truly enjoyed. Like when you read a copy. Yeah, for a commercial and you actually laugh. You're like, this will be fun. That is fun. So and it was it's good. Rare. It is rare. I agree with you on that. And we, I think we both know as actors, like sometimes it's really rare. Where you're like, what are they trying to do here? Um, yeah. And this one, they they had their they had their theme, and I think they they it. got their point across pretty well, which was good. That's very good. Yeah. I haven't had a commercial audition in I don't know how long. Really. But I'm okay with it. Yeah. But you've had theatrical auditions, which is cooler. I've had some cool theatrical auditions. Very cool. The hit TV show that I booked a co-star on last month. Shameless! Oh boy. I haven't announced it yet. But you kind of just did, and that's okay, because now it's I'm listed on IMDb. You are? So hopefully that just stays right where it is, and no surprises happen, and... And uh, yeah, you guys, I, uh, if you've been listening, you, you may or may not know, but I, I booked an episode of Shameless. Whoop I'm very woo! excited. I got a whoop-woo from my friend T-Bird here. Yes, it's so cool. Can I tell them how you found out? I would love it if you told them how we I found out. We were at Disneyland. Yes, we were. Molten is my, my buddy. We go to Disneyland together because we both have passes. We're both couple Disneyland nerd alerts. Nerd alerts. And uh, I think you came out from the bathroom and you had hung up the phone. You was like, thank you, thank you so much. And then you were like, I, I just booked Shameless. And was I was like, awesome. what? It was the coolest thing because he found out when he was at, when we were both at Disneyland, which is the best place to find out. And I got the message while we were on the crazy gondolas on oh. Mickey's Fun Wheel. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. But terrifying. I didn't listen to it. Very terrifying. Yeah. That was a real fun day, though. That was fun. And then there we were, already celebrating, mm-hmm. enjoying the hell out of Disneyland. Booked a major TV show. More fun. And then the next day, all of my money was set on fire. Yeah. <laughs> but that happens once in a while. That happens, you know. Ups and downs in this Ups business downs. is really what it is. You got to deal with... That's all this business is, in my opinion. Lots of ups, lots of downs, and then you get used to it. They used to say it's like a roller coaster, but now, especially after that day, it's like an Incredicoaster. Oh, 
back to Disneyland. Remember when we were there that day and that happened, the story you just told? I'm not entirely sure that I'm not going to leave here at the end of this episode and go to Disneyland. Oh my goodness. Because I have not been since September. I want to go so bad, it's but... It's driving me crazy. Yeah, me too. Uh, I, I have a sketch meeting later. That makes sense. I know, but then, like, maybe tomorrow, half day. Oh we shouldn't gosh. talk about it on the podcast. Because you're like, listen, they're doing scheduling here. There was a point where I really liked that podcast. Yeah. You know, what you've been up to. And then there was a certain point he had Tara Erickson on. And the rest of the episode was just them trying to schedule in Disneyland. And I kind of got to be honest, <laughs> I, I, I tuned out, you know? Couldn't, didn't want to listen to schedule talk <laughs> with Tara and Steve over uh. here. <laughs> Yeah. By the way, you're listening to Schedule Talk now. No, I'm just kidding, you guys. I have to let everybody know that it's 17 minutes, two seconds into the podcast. Oh, you've made it this far. Congratulations. Uh, moving on to 18 minutes, and I'll no longer talk like this. <laughs> All right, you've got uh, 35 more seconds oh, to talk about. I still have to do it. So, uh, Steve Moten, what have you been up to? Wow, I thought you'd never ask. <laughs> I've been uh, working like the Dickens on the day job stuff. Yeah. I've been uh, very patiently uh, working on scripts and memorizing lines and auditioning. And, I don't know, should I name all three things right now? Yes. I probably should. Well, oh, oh, save it. <laughs> yeah, I should save, save it for it. a different what you've been up to. In case I, so that I don't ask you a question and you're like, ah, I, I, I'm all tapped out. Right. Yeah. On that note, right now, the score is tied at $5 to $5. That's probably how it'll stay. We both get this game. We well, do. I don't know. We might run out of stuff. There's another rule I forgot to mention. What is it? No swearing. Oh, while you're saying it? Just any time. At all. Good, good, good. I, I, I don't want to anyway. As I, was, I only do that in my everyday life. Not on sure. podcasts. As we all do. Yeah. And I'm not even against swearing. I just think it's always funnier if you have to try to work around swears. Well, it makes it better. And frankly, the rule is just too simple. So the idea of any of us ever trading points, it really needed at least one extra thing to possibly... Get some points traded here. Throw some people off. You know, I don't use game pieces. I don't use any sort of a, a athletic ball that needs to be put through a goal anywhere. It's literally what you've been up to and no swearing. And and sweet, sweet dollar bills. Sweet dollar bills. Yeah, all laid out here. Just no one's taking any of it. They're just... Oh, and it's funny. He laid them all up on the... The tail side of the dollar bill. What would you? That's I guess true. you. It's the tail side of the dollar bill. You know, yeah. heads or tails. He. Le- oh my god! And he also. I am just now noticing this, you guys. And I don't take Steve to be an OCD kind of a guy. I don't think that he is at all. But in this moment, he laid them all directly facing, all the same way what? across from me and across from him. Oh my god! All the pyramids are pointing up. And his are all pointing up, and they're all, wow, okay, yeah, Molten, you're doing a thing here. I Specific. I, just, I keep them very organized in my pocket, and yeah. so when I laid them out, they came out uh, just as organized. I mean, any other part of his life may be not organized, is it? I don't know. Every it, other part of my life. Is organized? Isn't. Is not. See, that's I mean, what I thought. Like, you know. Not organized. 
organized. Keep but, cold stuff in the fridge. Right. Keep trash in trash cans. Right. Um, but you know. when it comes to money, though, Molten, you are meticulous. I keep my bills organized and facing the same direction. Keep my bills right. <laughs> Uh-oh, that one just went Washington See side up. See how you didn't do it? Yeah. I had to change it back immediately. Had to. It's got, there's a whole aesthetic picture here. What I would suggest, I'm going to take a picture right now of the setup so that you guys are not like, bore fast, we can't see it. I'll take a picture, and when Steve posts the episode, he will also post this picture that Whoa. I posted of the dollar bill. So dollar that bills? you guys feel included. Okay, so you're not like, what's going on here? When do we get to see those dollar bills on a purple couch? Answer, probably within 12 hours. Boom, boom, hey, hey, what, what? Tara Erickson. Yeah. Aside from taking pictures of dollar bills on a purple couch, yeah. what you been up to? I've been learning to sew. <gasps> really? Which, which is crazy. I did not know how to sew, Molten, and they didn't sell a Liberty Bell costume from... Glow online, which is what I wanted to be for Halloween. They, there's no Liberty Bell costume anywhere yet. There's like a Liberty Bell of it's like two the statue from a lot. Yeah, that. All right. But I'm talking about Liberty Bell from the season finale of season two of Glow, which wow. is most recently um, aired. Uh, I mean, she has a bunch of costumes. She has, like, the all-gold one, whatever. I want it to be Liberty Bell, the, the typical American flag-type deal that she has coming out at the season finale of season two. Cool. Um, nowhere to be found, so I wow. had to make it. And she wears this, like, big, elaborate skirt that looks like an American flag. Oh, yeah, and it does. I went to Joanne's Arts and Crafts, and I'm like, there's no way I can sew that kind of costume by hand. I had a $100 gift certificate to nice. Joanne's Arts and Crafts. Because of my, which you've seen, my stand-up bit about Michael's Arts and Crafts store. So people, my so friends, got you a yeah, got Aww. me a Joanne's gift card for a hundred dollars, and the sewing machine was already a hundred dollars off. Wow! And so I used the gift card, got materials, and I was like, I'm gonna get a sewing machine, and then skip to me coming home and staying up till four thirty in the morning trying to oh learn how to do it. Broke two needles. Then the next night, stayed up till four or five in the morning. Broke another needle, and then I figured it out. Whoa. Uh, and then I have my skirt. Radical. Yeah. It looks pretty darn good. That's a good-looking sewing machine, too. Yeah, it's good. I mean, I like the old teal accent that we got on the side. Yeah, I you can know, agree with that. It's good. And and Singer. Singer is a popular brand. It's the only brand I know. Right? Exactly. Singers, that's for sewing. Seems to be the Singer confidence model, if I uh, remember how to read. Confident. You do know how. Yeah, this has made me confident going, listen, you want me to make something for you? Don't worry. Just call me Seamstress. Seamstress, Seamstress Tara. How many days am I in? Does it matter? Three days. Doesn't matter. You still call me confident Seamstress. Because I'm here for all your sewing needs. I like it. Are you yeah. remembering to thread the bobbin? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You. It will not... It. That's the, the, the plus about uh, a newer machine is that it goes beep, beep, beep. It's, and it will stop if the bobbin is, is run out. A bobbin thread. buzzer? Yeah, Bob and Buzzer. There you go. Bob wow. and Buzzer, Molten. That's what you been up to? My, when I was, oh, you just asked me. Ah! What have I been up to? Well, Does I've been count? taking a sip. 
Oh, I don't no, know if it does because I kind of wasn't even realizing that you were asking. I know. Me see that I snuck it in. I know. I know how this game works. I you tried really did. it. I was sneaky. I was crafty. But you didn't say nothing or um or whatever. That's, it just took you a second. That's true. Ask me again. What you been up to? Oh, nothing. I was. Uh, I get a dollar. Oh, no. Now I'm up to six dollars. You might but say I, I threw that point like the Dodgers threw the series. Uh oh. I don't yep. really think that's true. There but you go. It'd but be a fun rumor to start. Adding it in. Let's add it. Let, yeah, start start up rumors. That's fun. I still think that even though Molten's gonna say that he gave me that point, you guys heard me when I yeah. said what you've been up to. He kept he kept talking. Then he registered it, and then he went to drink a glass of water, and that already could have taken his dollar. I yeah, think. frankly, I think you could have. As right? the creator of the game and the rules, yeah. frankly, you I won that I snuck it dollar. in there. I, I know what's going on here. Down only, so the score is now six points, Tara Erickson. Four yeah. points, Steve Moulton, your host, your yeah. favorite host of your this show. Favorite host is losing. <clears throat> so, you asked the question, what have I been up to? Yeah. I've been going to a lot of midnight movies on Friday nights. Ooh, name your top three. Wow, well, uh, I've really only that been to you've about seen in the last four. year. Okay. But uh, I think the first one that my buddy uh, Brian and I went to was Cruising, starring Al Pacino. Oh. And um, Paul Sorvino and Karen Black and the uh, other guy in the movie whose name I can't remember. Stuart? Richard Stewart, maybe? Something like that. Hmm. Now, are you familiar with Cruising? No, I... What... Tell Do you have me. any idea what it's about? I don't at all. This is a pretty scary movie. Really? Yes. Scary? Yes. Okay. Here's what Cruisin's about. It's based on a book that was based on the very real, they were calling them the bag murders in New York City in the late 70s because the cops kept getting calls about body parts Washing up in the river, wrapped up in garbage bags. Ooh. And as they started investigating it, they also happened to notice... Now, I'm giving you the broad strokes here. This isn't a true pro- true crime podcast. They also happened to notice that a lot of gay men were going missing and being reported and barely being followed up on. And hey, wouldn't you know it? A lot of gay guys are going missing. A lot of... Male body parts are washing up wrapped in garbage bags in the river. Mm-hmm. Scary stuff. This is a movie based on that story. Al Pacino plays a cop who is sent undercover into, if I'm not mistaken, if you were to look at the IMDb uh, uh, b- plot blurb, it would say the hardcore underground leather bar gay scene or something like that. Oh, he's got to go investigate. He get goes deep into character. Undercover. Is he so believable? I suppose so, yeah. yeah. I mean, the whole movie is just very much an experience that is it's it's just kind of hard to explain. I mean, above all, it kind of really is a slasher movie, but then it's also dealing with a very unfortunate, yeah. true, tragic story that's going on. Here's where things get more strange. Oh, God. So the movie's good and scary. It's got a really awesome soundtrack. Um, It was directed by William Friedkin, director of The Exorcist. Oh, there you go. There's a scene in The Exorcist where there's, uh, you know, they're at the hospital. I forget exactly which scene it is. And there is this other doctory character in the background of the scene. He might even have some lines. I forget what his name is. 
shortly after the making of The Exorcist, this guy was arrested for killing a gay lover of his. Wait, what? Check this out. Somewhere along the line, in researching and getting ready to do cruising, Friedkin learned, holy crud, this actor that I hired for The Exorcist has gone to jail for a very similar crime. I should go talk to that guy. And it is widely believed that that very actor is the bag killer that is the jump-off point for cruising, starring Al Pacino. So you're saying that when he went to go talk to him in jail, that's where he got the story for cruising. No, 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 no. He was already working on cruising. Already doing it. And it and it's very likely that this actor he had hired for The Exorcist, which made him, you know, a super huge famous director, it's very likely that this guy is the bag murderer that they were indeed looking for. I don't know if it's ever been proven for wow. sure. Wow, and but he but the director was just reading up about the story about the bag killer, decided to write a movie about it, and then realized that, oh my god, it's my lead actor. My old lead actor is the murderer. Not exactly. The guy wasn't a lead. He was in one scene. Oh, God. But my, is, is one of my actors. Right. The chances are high that William Friedkin hired the real bag killer Holy to be in shit. The Exorcist before he even had any idea that any of this stuff was happening at all. You swore. I did. <laughs> I did. Yeah. You know what? I'm taking my dollar yeah, back. Yeah, take yours. That way we've each got the same Holy dollars we started. Holy junk. That is insane. So that was the first of the of this midnight movie jag that I've been on. Um, What's the second and then the, the third? Uh, wow. What was the second one? I think the second one we went to was... No, it wasn't Beetlejuice, but we did... I think Beetlejuice was third. That's fun. So what the heck was the second one? Uh, Are you going to dress up for Halloween? Um, you know, knowing me, probably not. Yeah. I, like, I mean, I'm a very large man. Yeah. I'm not good with layers. Yeah. A lot of costumes are Too about hot. layers. Right. I put makeup on. I mean, you've been with me at Disneyland. Yeah. I'm not exactly the driest guy on earth. Right. Makeup, not great. Costumes, layers, not really my thing. Also, what with the day job stuff, I don't even know if I'm gonna get out of out of the house on Halloween because it's a Wednesday. Right, I know. Yeah, it's a work. It's a working day. It's a working day. He's got the day. He's got to go to work. Probably gonna have to do some work. I mean, I know for a fact I've already got some work lined up to do on Halloween morning. So the next movie was Beetlejuice. Okay. The most recent one was Lucio. Lucio Fulci's Zombie, mm. which is not a great movie. Okay. But it's got a scene I think you're going to like a lot, which I'll explain right now. Okay. There's a scene where the main characters are going to this deserted island that most people don't know about to search for the leading lady's dad after this zombie attack. They're on the way there. They met some nice people who agree to take them on their boat as they're going along the lady of the boat couple is like hey i'm gonna go deep sea diving here and get some cool underwater photographs while she's underwater i'm pretty sure it's a tiger shark comes a swimming up and she's like ah running swimming away from this tiger shark yeah and then while hiding from the shark an underwater zombie gets her and is trying to bite and chomp into her She's got to escape that guy, and then the very real actor underwater in zombie makeup has to really fight with this real shark that's underwater with them. 
Um, I'm happy to say it's a, it's gotta be a fake arm. The shark bites the zombie's arm off. I'm pretty sure they wanted us to think that the zombie bit the shark, but then they never bothered to get back to the idea that there's indeed a zombie shark out in the, probably the Atlantic. What? It's a really crazy scene. And like the movie, you know, it's late 70s. There have been way grosser zombie movies since then. But the fact that they had two actors underwater with, I'm guessing, a tiger shark. Mm -hmm. One of them in heavy zombie makeup. It's kind of something you really do need to see. That's insane. You don't need to watch the rest of the movie. And it is insane. Just in case everyone's like, why, why, why do you say that scene? I love sharks. I love love dinosaurs and I love sharks. Uh, zombies are also cool, but I'm not obsessed with those. We've had too much zombies in the last ten years, too. Yeah. There's just been too much. Too much. The, the Walking Dead was like the big burst of it. And then right. it's just like the Walking Dead uh, after a show. And the after after show. Let's talk about And then ever since then, she's been crazy. And also Walking Dead. Well, like Shaun Dead, of the Dead. Or, yeah, yeah, just all that Walking stuff. Walking Dead does it so well that it's almost like if you're not making a zombie project... As good or better than Walking Dead. Yeah. Mm, it better be out. better. I agree with you. Oh, zombies. Too, ma- too many zombies. What if tonight's the night? For zombies? Yeah. What if it's like... Oh, like if the zombies came, would we be prepared? Halloween Eve 2018, why not have zombie apocalypse just start tonight? Honestly, I got so many Nerf guns in here. I, I tell you, I think I'd be all right. Oh, you I think the Nerf guns, they would confuse them. Yeah. Right? The Nerf, I'd shoot it at them. They would go, what's that sticking to me? It didn't kill me. They would still come after me, but they'd come after me at a slow down rate because they would be so confused about yeah. the Nerf gun thing. And because they're all so bright. And then that would allow me enough time to g- grab my butcher knife. And then what else would I stab I mean, with? I'm seeing plenty of stuff. You got that, that coat yeah. tree right there. Yep, the coat tree. That you could very handy dandily just... Just poke them Battering with. ram all of them right back out the door. This is true. Um, I, you know, I'm not going to give away where you live here, but the, right. the way that this particular place is set up, set up, you're already way ahead of the game. I agree. Uh, I agree. You I'm know. ahead of the game. You know, and, and uh, you know, I'm not afraid to break and empty some liquor bottles to use as weapons. There you go. I will make a Molotov cocktail, and I will blow some zombies up. I'm not above that. And remember, rule number one, destroy the brain. Destroy the brain. It's really that simple. I see so much zombie stuff where they don't think they to don't go destroy for the, head. the brain. I yeah. know. You gotta learn that. Anybody played video games? Never. Have I mean, you, you always get... played sh- video games, America? You get a good headshot, they're gone. Oh, scary stuff. Yeah. Scary. Terrifying. Terrifying stuff. Yeah. What was the next movie? Okay, so, Cruising, Beetlejuice. I know there was something in between. Lucio Fulci's Zombie. And then The Fog was a 940 screening. But it was at the same theater. So maybe it counts, maybe it doesn't. Mm. I'll understand if it doesn't. Yeah. But uh, John Carpenter's The Fog. Very charming little ghost story. fall asleep during those late movies? I fell asleep a lot during zombie. I bet. A lot. How I... do you drive home? Are you just out of it? Well, then I've had a nice nap. Yeah, so you're awake then. Yeah. What do you do then when you get home after you, you, you just go straight to bed? Usually just go straight to bed. Or, you know, it is Friday night, so maybe I'll stay up and watch something else. Yeah. You know, sleep in on a Saturday, that sort of thing. Molten watches TV and movies at all times, always all the time. When he's talking about his day job, there's always something playing on in the background that he's already watched 20 times. I keep something on in the background quietly just to give me, like, 
Yeah. Like, like I'm working with people kind of a feeling. Yep. And he knows every name of every person and every movie that's ever been made. That's only sort of true. Well, he knows a lot. He's like a trivia movie, TV. Well, maybe, not. yeah, TV too, guy. He, he knows all about that stuff. I, however, will watch something and go, I don't remember their name. You'll be like, who was that? Yeah, I will it's only remember it within, like, the right after. Or, ah. or if it's, I don't know, really recent. Otherwise, I'm like, mm, I don't know. That's okay. I don't know. But, oh my gosh, the new TV show that I am currently obsessed with that is very, very binge-worthy on hey, Netflix. Hon, what you been up to? <gasps> Binging the yeah. show. Wanderlust on Netflix starring Tony Collette and I did not know I thought it was just original Netflix series Tony Collette is obviously amazing she's from United States of Terra if you guys watch that Um, United States of Terra yeah boom she got my name Um, it's a BBC One production which I didn't realize till I started reacting to it on Stardust the app that I'm on where I react to movies and TV how do we find you on Stardust Um, just search my name at T-A-R-A E-R-I-C-K-S-O-N. Sometimes when I say my name, Tara Erickson, and people are like, I was searching for Terry Berryson the whole time. Oh, brother. Like, like I say it too fast, like Tara Erickson, and I'm like, okay. It's, no, it's not like Tara is an unheard of name. Right, right. I guess maybe when it blends together, Tara yeah. Erickson, or they think I, who knows. But on the Stardust app, I reacted TVs and, and uh, film on there, and there were only 30-second reactions. Once I started cool. watching Wanderlust, I started reacting to that. Tony Clyde is obviously an amazing actress, but um, the whole story is really insane. I didn't know that it was a BBC production, which oh. obviously raises the bar. If you guys watch BBC or know anything about it, every the show bar. that they do, in my opinion, yeah. is kind of like an HBO or a Showtime. Wow. It's like of that caliber. Um, That's high so, caliber. Yeah, I would say watch it. What, what What's the jumping off point? Well, uh... A lot happens in that first episode, and I don't want to give any spoilers, but it's it um, huh, I, it's about relationships All and right. marriage and stuff that comes up, that pops up, that it makes you realize like relationships and long term and marriages and having children all all that stuff is really hard. Yeah. And what is the thing that could um that could pop up that could make it more entertaining for them in the marriage, but that oh. is very uh. Like, what? Why would you do... Nobody does that. Or if they do do it, they do not talk about it. Oh. In this show, they do it, they talk about it, and they go through the... I guess the ups and downs of it. I've been to up to episode five. Oh, cool. And I think once you watch the first episode, at least for me, I wanted to just keep watching it. That's good. I also felt that way about the first, the other new Netflix. The I'm sorry. It's on Hulu. It's first. starring Sean Penn. It's called The Sean First. Penn. They play astronauts. They go into space. Oh, wow. Sean Penn is obviously, why is Sean Penn? He's on Hulu. I didn't feel that way about that show till episode two, but now Ooh. I'm pretty, pretty in it. And that's another favorite show. Obviously, I, every episode of that show is like a short film. They wow. really take their time. There's a lot of montages. The music matches up really great. And obviously, Sean Penn's performance, as well as the other actors, are really, really, really good. It's heartfelt, and it's like kind of messed up. and It's good. It's pretty wild. So, yeah. the first on Hulu? Hulu. It's called The First. You'll Wanderlust see a big rocket. on Netflix. Wanderlust is on Netflix. Yep. You right. we won't see BBC like on the post or anything. You'll just see Tony Collette's face. This is BBC One and it's five o'clock. Yeah. Now Tony Collette, the mom from Hereditary, the mom from The Sixth Sense. See, he knows. 
talking about Muriel from Muriel's wedding. Right. Talking about. And with all those facts, Molten, what you been up to? What have I been up to? Well, you mentioned that I like to keep a little something on in the background. I inadvertently, while working and putting on background noise, uh, accidentally re-binged Entourage Mm. very quickly. Uh, Really? Okay. I think it's eight seasons. And I remember starting it, I was like, oh, this will make some good background noise. And I don't need to pay attention because, you know, I watched it when it was on HBO. And I feel like within a week and a half, I was through all eight seasons. Wow! And um, now, here we are, 2018, looking backwards at Entourage through the lenses of the Me Too movement and the, and the, uh, the, the, the Time's Up movement. And, yeah. Uh, and that show could very, very well be viewed as problematic. Yeah. Um, I don't remember a whole lot of it. I didn't watch it fully, but I did watch a lot of episodes. But again, as we already established, I don't have a good memory. Understandable. And it's a, it's still fun. But boy, oh boy, looking back at it now, I'm like, wow, these guys are kind of terrible to the women in their lives. Yeah. However, if you make it all the way through, you'll see that, oh, you know, as we watch more of this, we are seeing them become better men through it possibly unintentionally but it, nowadays to look back at it it is kind of a, a kind of a brush up on like how not to behave dudes right so i thought that was very interesting to to see because i mean gosh you know the 90s and the early 2000s it was just like hey dudes Free act fall. like complete tools yeah and we don't even know that you're tools yet it was nutty nutty times yeah but um, so I rebinged Entourage sort of out of the corner of my eye. Look at you! That was fun. See what I mean, guys? He just engulfs media. That's why he knows so much. He already named a million do, things though. about Tony Collette. If I would have interrupted him with my question, he would have named all the films and TV shows he's ever been in. The Curse of Molten. It is a curse because uh-huh. I can't win. A, I can't win any game shows with it. I I've know. scared game show casting directors away. Did I ever tell you that story? No. I went out for a show that was basically, uh, you know, basically the idea was like, we're going to play some of a song, and then where it leaves off, you've got to sing the next few lines. Okay. So I went into audition for that show. They gave me a sheet of paper with a bunch of questions on it. The questions were just a line from a song, write the line after it. 25 of those. I fill out the paper. I turn it into the guy. He comes walking back over to me in 30 seconds, and he goes, we may have a problem. And I say, oh, I'm sorry, what, what did I do? He goes, well, we've never seen anybody fill out all 25 before, and we've definitely never seen anybody get all 25 correct. word perfect oh correct Oh my God, before. I knew it! And I was just like, really? Like, these are some of the most basic songs that just everybody hears on the radio absolutely all the time. He's like, you think so, but... I've never seen anybody get even a full page, let alone a full page 100% correct. So this might scare them off, but we're going to send you through to the next round anyway. I was like, oh, that's real cool. And then I went through the next round. I did some singing and whatnot. And then they were like, we definitely want you. Like, it's amazing that you know this many lyrics and you've got a decent voice and yada, yada. And then just never heard a peep from them again. And that's happened on trivia shows, too. They're like, whoa, we've never seen anybody know this much trivia. You got so much right. The only show I ever got called in where they were like, we definitely want you on the show was Lingo. Do you remember Lingo on Game Show Network? 
It's a weird show. It's a real fun show to play. But basically, it's like you've got all these blank spots, and they give you like the starting letter of a word and five spaces, and you've got to just come up with as many five-letter words for that you know letter as as you can uh, think of. Fun show. Grand prize is only like five grand. Okay. When I auditioned for it, my friend Jackie was li- living with me uh, as my roommate. Jackie, if you're listening, you remember Lingo? Months go by, yeah. she moves away. A week after she moved away, Lingo calls me and they're like, we'd love to have you and Jackie on the show because we crushed that audition Dang so hard. It. Jackie is so smart, such a great speller. I consider myself a good speller. She moves away and a week later they call in, we'd love to have you oh. and Jackie on the show. And I was like, oh boy. Well, now I've you know, Holton, you gotta not get every answer Don't right. Don't get everything you, right. You Don't gotta scare. mix it up. Don't scare so, the money off. Now you know the way to get into the show. Mm-hmm. Only get maybe 75% right, and then play it dumb until you're on the show, and then you play it right, and you win all the money. And you take in. them for what they're worth. Take them for what they're worth. I've had some friends who have won game shows, though, and it, it sounds like it's more hassle than Then I know, than fun. Why don't you do Jeopardy or something? Oh, you're man, not I'm that trivity That trivity guy. Well, that tri- I just I, like I said trivity, trivia guy. and comedy. I think is what I was going for. I don't know what I was going for. I think that's what it was. Uh, it's, it's 2018. Make up all the words you know about songs and yeah, and TV and film and actors and directors. I guess I suppose I do. Yeah, you do. You definitely do. Tara Erickson, I'm going to take this moment to. Uh, let the listeners know that I'm reading the numbers upside down. We're at 45 minutes, 35 seconds Ooh, into wow. the podcast. I was hoping Tara would hit me with a what you've been up to just now because I actually do have another funny story. But Ooh. since she didn't, Tara Erickson, what you been up to? I just joined a sketch team at the Pack Theater. Oh, so the Pack. Currently going through sketches that I have written, as well as trying to figure out new ideas, oh, new sketches good. that I could write for the sketch team, maybe video ideas, which is kind of funny, because sometimes often I sit here and I go, well, you got three YouTube videos to edit, as well as this audition, <laughs> and uh, the sketch team is great. Like I'm, I, I'm happy that I auditioned and I was placed on a really, really cool team. Can we know the name of yeah, the team? Yeah, the team is called Very Famous. Very Famous Sketch yeah. Comedy. Yeah, and they're already an established team, so I was very happy to be placed with them. But, um, yeah, I'm like, oh, man, do I have... I know I have, t- I have time for it, but it's just... It's another thing you kind of have to add on your docket and go, oh, okay, I'm doing this now. Yeah. Um, as well as uh, I'm in a, a pilot writing class, too, cool. for writing. So I'm trying to focus on writing that. But I like I like my pilot. It's fun. It's kind of it's coming together. So a lot of my life has kind of been writing excellent lately, and then um, you know still acting and all that jazz. Yeah, you know the usual. Staying busy because this career has a lot of ups and downs, and I um, will find myself falling into like either I just get too tired or I get mm-hmm. depressed or down or whatever. But I'm not really that person. I'm mostly upbeat, but there this business gives you like a lot of ups and downs. Yeah. But for me, the thing that saves me uh is staying really busy where I like don't really have a lot of free time where I don't have anything on my calendar. Which is sometimes maybe not the best, but I don't know if I've ever known you to not have anything on your calendar. Yeah, right. It, it's. I mean, not, granted, I've never actually looked at your calendar. <laughs> but no, it's true. So staying that busy keeps me 
you know, just focus on the next thing keeps you kind of moving. Yeah. I do get tired a lot. As you heard, heard me yawn earlier, what's so crazy, this whole week, Molten, been yawning like just during the day as well yeah. as all, all throughout the night where I'm like, what's going on? Get that rest, Holmes. I know, I know. Maybe I just have it. It's the sewing. It kept me up Ooh. too late, right? But last night I slept uh, like a good seven, eight hours. All right, and that's I good. still was so hard to get out of bed, and well, still so tired today. That's gonna happen. Did you have so, coffee when you woke up? I sure did. I got it right here in this right. mug too. Maybe too much coffee. Did maybe you get I'm the doing... blood circulating? Maybe shadow box. Maybe do some rockette kicks. Maybe I should do some yeah rockette right. kicks. Man, I should write that in the calendar. Go Just hey, a solid five minutes of rockette kicks is really what yeah. we need in our lives. And remember, it's knee up down kick knee up <laughs> down kick um where i you you touched on something that may oh well just you know to to give you a big thumbs up for staying busy really the reality of this town is keep your butt busy like yeah even even if nobody's watching you you're showing that you're here to do the work yes and then better work is going to come, come your way. to you Absolutely. Yes. Remember our phrase, me and Moulton. Well, I don't know if it was his phrase, but then I, I took it. Uh, the inspiration came from him. And now I say every day, we decided this the day that he found out that he booked Shameless. It was oh, yeah. in the parking garage before he even and walked into We were talking Disneyland. about it before I even booked it. Yes, we were about Whoa. the ups and downs of the business and how I get really, I can get sad and depressed sometimes, but most of the time I have an upbeat attitude. Anyway, the point is, is that I decided that I would have this phrase that daily I would say to myself, uh, that high-paying acting jobs come to me freely and easily. Oh, yeah. Because here's the thing, like, in the business, you, you go to auditions, you get callbacks. If you're just working as just an actor and solely only relying on that, which I am currently right now, I'm grateful to be in that position. But then also, you know, you, you'll go through, like, this week, I've had right. four callbacks and no bookings. So Ooh. that's, like... That's hard, but then you have to think, well, think about back in the day when you didn't, when you like couldn't even get in the room because people right. didn't know you were, blah, blah, blah. Four callbacks is very good. Yeah. And then, so see, that's a plus. It should be happy. Good. They're calling you back, but they're not booking you. Why? And then you get down about it and you're like, oh man, who's, whatever. It, that, that's how this business is. It, you just, uh, the struggle is real. Mm-hmm. But then I wake up and I just go, it's going to be okay. And I just go, high paying acting jobs will come to me freely and easily. And none of them have ever been high paying. They've been under my rent, but for oh. to work a day and get a certain amount that would not cover a, a, my month's rent, but still is enough money to like get me by. Right. I'm, I'm grateful for it. And it's a lot um, more money than a lot of people make in a day. In a day, yes. Yeah. And then I will go many weeks with zero dollars being in my happens. pocket and me wasting money on gas and being out and going to all these auditions and like you have to get coffee or feed yourself on the run or whatever. Yeah. That's the, the, the life, I guess, of an, of an actor, which Molten knows very well. But the phrase that we established, because it got my inspiration from Molten, which Molten, what is your catchphrase? Did you have a phrase? Because mine, I established, I was like, high-paying acting jobs will come to me freely and easily. And I say that to myself to know that don't stress so much about money, because I stress about it all the time. Right. And don't stress so much about parts. And if you get callbacks and they don't book you, it doesn't mean that you're all these bad things. It just means whatever. It's fine. It was right. someone else's time. But what was your phrase? Do you remember? You had? Did you ever have a phrase? Or... Because I got the inspiration from you because you said something about that you tell yourself something. Oh, Do you I remember just, that? I mean, there's okay. the one you just brought up 
and then I also just remind myself that money flows to me freely. Yes, that's what it was. Because it was it's, money. Yeah, and it's like anytime I catch myself being worried about like, oh boy, like, oh, there's this many days until payday and this and that and the other thing and blah, blah, blah. I, I, you know, I just, I'm causing myself stress that I have no control over in the moment. But if I just start saying, hey, you know what, money flows to me freely and easily, which is basically saying I'm going to go ahead and pay my damn bills, even though it's going to knock me closer to that zero line, but I have faith that money's going to flow to me freely and easily, and I'm going to be back on top again any second now. And I've seen it happen in weird ways. Like, I remember years and years and years ago, um, I had pledged some money to a favorite radio show of mine, the best show, right? Years ago, this happened. And they sent me the bill for the pledge. They're like, remember, you called in the show. You pledged this many dollars. We really do need you to pay that. Because a lot of people would pledge money to the show because it was a very famous show. But then when actual pay-up time came along, a lot of people would put it off and put it off and put it off. So, on that day, I money was tight that day. But I said, nope, I love the show. I pledged it. I'm just going to mail the check in today. I mailed the check in that day. This was when I was working at the hotel, making very good money in those days. I go to work that night. My boss comes in. He's like, hey, man, uh, come into the office with me for a second. And I'm like, I wonder what I did, which could have been anything because I was very bad at that job. No, I'm kidding, everybody. I stuck there for four years. They must have liked me. (laughs) He gets me in the office and he hands me this thing in an envelope. And I'm like, uh, these walking papers or what? He's like, just open it, dude. You know, acting re- acting really somber. I open it. It's a check for damn near fifteen hundred dollars. <laughs> and I'm just like, what is this about? He goes, we somewhere along the line figured out that all of these incentives that were owed to the employees in my department um, hadn't been getting tabulated right and hadn't wound up on the paychecks. In weeks upon weeks upon weeks. Now, the job paid so good that I didn't even notice Notice. I wasn't getting my incentives. And it added up to close to 1500 bucks, And I got just, boom, extra basically three weeks worth of pay right there in one day that I wasn't even expecting at all. So it's like I remind myself, money flows to me freely and easily. Pay your dues. Pay your debts. And then expect... That more money is on the way because if you just sit there and worry about, oh, God, how am I going to blow, blow, you'll drive yourself batshit crazy. Yeah, you will. Oh, I get a dollar. You cursed. Turn it. And when you drive yourself bat-ass crazy, you're not going to book work because you're coming across desperate. You're going to bug the living hell out of the people in your life. So you got to just remind yourself. And look, do a zero dollar day every once in a while. Don't leave the house. Don't burn any gas. Don't spend any money every once in a while. But also, when you're worrying, remind yourself money comes to you freely and easily. Yep. High-paying acting jobs will come to will me we freely. Go for a high five? And easily. Yeah, we're doing a high five. That's high-paying acting jobs will come to you freely and easily. I feel like I just saw you in something. Yeah. On a screen. Yeah. I mean, they... I do watch all your funny videos, so yeah. there's that. 
Maybe you did. That's sometimes the, excuse me, the, the hard part about if, if a commercial does come out, people see me on the TV, they go, she must be doing really well. And you're like, I got paid for that job and all the money's gone already. Because it was such a small amount, but they can use my face for as long as they want. Yeah. Which is fine. My point is, is I'm grateful for the work. But yeah, the being being in the business and, and having your maybe your face being out there is sometimes leads people to believe that you're like... You're doing like so amazing, right. and like for the most part, like I tend to be doing pretty well. But you get the gist: is oh, that yeah. you know the struggle can still be real, even if we're sitting in the same room and oh, there I am on TV, on a commercial. Not I wish on TV, TV, but one day soon, You're I'm sure it will way. come. Yeah, you're on the way there. On the way there. Did you have what a you been up to up for a while? Oh, long time ago. You just asked you, me. Yeah, I did. I've been. Did I already give that answer? I didn't. Sunday night. You're going to find this hard to believe. I stopped into a birthday party. There was karaoke going on. Oh. And I didn't sing. What? Why? I almost don't even know. I almost don't even know. Uh, Now, you might even be able to hear it right now. I was very stuffy this past weekend. I think from from the weather fluctuation. So, so you weren't ready. Your vocal cords were not ready. My vocal cords weren't feeling ready. I was already, I was in kind of a weird funk all weekend as well. Um, and then right before stopping into that birthday party, I missed going to a friend's play. Oh. And I was very bummed about that. You now, felt bad. Yeah, so I was kind of in a funk. I was like, oh, damn it. Well, I couldn't get to my friend's play and... You know, okay, so I'll stop into the birthday that party. That was a curse. Damn it. No, Is it's it? fine. Yeah, take it. It's fine. Yay. Ooh, Keep going. We're coming up on almost three minutes of show left. Yeah. So there I was, and I was just in this kind of weird funk, and my voice wasn't tip-top, and I was just like, I'm not going to sing at this karaoke bar. Wow. As much as everybody in there was wishing I would. Would. No, I don't know if they were. I mean, like, Skylar was like, are you going to sing something? Yeah. I was like, I don't think I'm going to. And he was like, Okay. But, um, so so was, okay, so easily. I was very surprised. Well, we're coming down surprised. to the. I appreciate you being surprised because you and I, we've done a lot of singing. We have done a lot of karaoke. I know Molten does so much karaoke and he's got the best voice. So, and I used to be addicted to the stuff. Yeah. Much me like too, Disneyland. But then you, it kind of goes away. Maybe that's it. Because, you know, I was flat out addicted to karaoke right up until I was about 33. And that's when I started getting addicted to Disneyland. Disneyland Maybe I traded. Oh my gosh. All right, we are at two minutes till the end of the show. How do you wrap this up? Well, so far you're ahead by two dollars. Yeah. So, as with tradition of the show, Mm -hmm. the last rule of the game is you've got to come up with something for me to do right here, right now, to win my two dollars back. Right, right. So that really we come to a tie. Great. So you have to sing uh, a verse of Queen in the proper key right now, go. A verse of Queen. Whatever song you want to choose. In the proper key. And you'll win all your money back. Right now. Which of course he'll do it in the proper key. Go. Yeah, go. Whatever verse you want to do, whatever song. There are so many. Doesn't matter. So many good ones. Yep. Oh man, I'm getting I'm getting uh, falsetto uh, uh, wimp out here. I'm trying to hang on. What should I do? I guess I'll go with uh, buddy. You're an old man, poor man, pleading with your eyes. Gonna make a zombie someday. You got blood on your face. 
big disgrace. Somebody better put you back into your place. Singing, we will, we will rock you. Sing it all. We will, we will rock you. Stomp, stomp, clap. We're, we, we don't want to be stomping and clapping. No, These are hardwood floors. you want all your dollars back. I get back. my two dollars back? All oh, right. Only the two. The seven. I don't know. This has been fun, Molten. I'm glad you had fun. Thank you for being my third guest. Woo! On What You've Been Up To, the show that is also a game that is not actually a game show. Anything to plug in the last 10 seconds. Go. Uh, just find me, Tara Erickson. Follow me on YouTube. I mean, subscribe on YouTube. Follow me on Instagram. Do all those things. Just find me and say hi. Say that you found me through Molten's podcast. What you been up to?